is Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. This is the worst event that this country will face. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Huh? Here, you want to use mine? Is mine working? Yours is probably yeah, filthy. I can hear you. Uh, no, I can hear you fine. That's great. Ah, uh, yeah. Here I am. Hello, Dim- what? Dimly lit room. <laughs> Central, Central. Under the tutelage of General Manager Charles Edward, uh, I'm sorry, Elwood Yeager, Chuck Yeager, great man, great American hero. He is passed. Crank up that music, Michael. It's an intermission party. Chuck Yeager died. He did. He must have been old. He was a uh, ninety. Four ninety-seven. Guy who lived life on the edge of it ending. Lived in ninety-seven. How about that? I have to tell my kids about that because we were discussing um, mock as a term the other day, mm. and uh, some plane flew by, and my brother said that thing. Must, or my brother, my son said uh, that thing must be going Mach thirty. I said, I, I don't believe any planes mm. have ever gone Mach 30. That would be very swift indeed. And one of them said, what does Mach mean? And we got into the whole thing. And Chuck Yeager was the first person to ever break uh, the sound barrier, which is what Mach is. And um, uh, was known as the fastest man in the world for most of his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, leading to the space program and going to the moon, which reminds me, China put a flag on the moon last weekend. Uh, didn't get much of attention, but for the first time ever, they put with humans, uh, or, or they they were capable of putting a flag on the moon. Mm, we got to go take it down, and we have to we go. Do. We have Absolutely. to. We have to. We have to send somebody up there. If Chuck Yeager were still alive, I would suggest him. We should send somebody to the moon. They just walk over on camera. They kick it over. <laughs> they walk back to their spaceship. They get in it and they come back. That's nice. all, the only thing they do. No experiments. No fake golf. Nothing. Doesn't it, matter if it costs fifty billion dollars. N- that'd be do worth it. it. Elon. Get on that. Yeah, no, exactly. Elon's the perfect guy for that. He'll have it done by Thursday. Who would be the most thumb-in-your-eye sort of person to go up to the moon, kick over the Chinese flag, get in the ship, and come back? Trump? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Clearly. How about one of their own, Jackie Chan? (laughs) Well, he could do some sort of, and with with a low gravity, he'd do some sort of jump, flipping around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, twirling, (laughs) whirling, finally his foot lashes out. (laughs) Down goes the commie banner. That's the sort of thing America would have done back in the day. Right? Send somebody to the moon for one reason. You spent $50 billion just to kick our flag down? That's right. That's right. (laughs) And we'll do it again. That's awesome. I love that idea. Oh, boy. Uh, and in Britain, they're giving out the vaccine. So some old woman was the first to get it. And uh, now everybody's looking at her real close. <laughs> you feeling okay? How you doing, Granny? How are you feeling? Still feeling all right? Some I'm, water? I'm fine with the British version, our version. I wouldn't get that Russian or Chinese uh, vaccine they're, they're, they're giving out to people. No. Good Lord. 
Um, we got more on all that stuff coming up later. Let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm a little disturbed. You know, Joe was struggling with his microphone. It's because I hit the wrong toggle because I couldn't see, uh, you know, uh, the list that Joe looked like Jack and stuff like that. But it's one of those things. My eyesight has gotten worse. Oh it's, no! So I was looking at a little list and uh, yeah, I was fooling with it. And got to go get your old man glasses. Happens at a certain age. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I got to get the prescription changed, but I just got it changed not too long ago. But my wife was looking at a medicine bottle the other day and said, "I just can't read this. I can't read it. I got to admit, I can't read it." <laughs> it's tough when you finally admit. I just, I just, I can't. I can't function without glasses anymore. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, tumbling. No, it it's is. just it sucks to admit that you made a mistake because you're an old man and you're, you're breaking down. <laughs> you are. Nature wants you out of the way, Michael. I wasn't being inept. I was just being old. The great thing is that the gla- <laughs> exactly the great thing is the glasses you need at that point. They're just they're hanging everywhere and they're right. they're cheap and they're at the uh, at the. CVS or the Walgreens. Exactly. Buy 10 pair, Michael. Just trust me on this. <laughs> There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well. And uh, just a, a a a quick word to my, my friends in IT out there, right? Yeah, I know cybersecurity is a big deal. Your passwords, we're all realizing that doesn't do anything. But the, the option to, when I, I, I have two options with my current work situation login thing. I can, I can log in every time that I need to access a thing behind this thing. Or I can check a box that says, would you like to stay logged in for 24 hours? Mm. My work shift isn't 24 hours. I feel like me accepting that is a, is a vulnerability because then I, now I have, in theory, 16 or so hours where I am logged in and not able to be in control of what I put in. And it the needs, Russians are just roaming around your, your, or your some personal information. who's got it out for hey, me. Can't wait to infiltrate America's radio shows. But it should be an eight-hour toggle. I, I, I shouldn't have to do uh, the 24-hour the thing. It should be for, for my shift of work. Would you like to stay logged in for your current shift or not? Man, you, I look, you'd think you could dial that. Yeah. You know? I hope I live long enough to get past the whole password nonsense. It'll just be such a joy for me when they finally admit, yeah, it doesn't really do that much, and you don't need to change it that often, and it's all a bunch of crap. We don't need to keep it secret from you while you're typing it in because there's not a Russian standing over your shoulder at your desk. Uh, Very rarely. or Almost never. Or on my couch at home as I put in my Netflix password. I like that, that you've got the little circles instead of the letters there because wouldn't want the the spies in my own home to see it as I'm typing it in. (laughs) What is that? That's hilarious. It's the illusion of security. That's what it is. Well, I think it's to so, make people yeah. feel like, oh, this is so secret. Even my kids can't see what I'm typing in. Well, and it's the proverbial cutting the ends off the ham in a lot of cases, just in the very early days when nobody was quite sure what to do, security-wise, password-wise, that that started and it's continued. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It's Tuesday, December 8th, the year 2020. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin then officially according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Uh, the feeling is, uh, number one, uh, like in combat in World War II when we were fighter pilots, uh, you learn to discipline yourself and concentrate on what you're doing so, right. you, so you're not scared and you don't worry about the outcome. That's what you need to do, Michael. Your little mistakes this morning. Yeah. Dedicate yourself, focus, all that sort of stuff, not be scared. If you were a test pilot, we'd all be dead, Michael. Yep, we'd all be dead <laughs> just, now. Just saying. Keep that in mind. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. Very nice. It's a sprawling epic. We'll have to check in on Great Britain throughout the show, see if people are keeling over from getting the virus, uh, the vaccine. 
people just start dropping on the pavement as they walk yeah, away from the clinic. I really, really don't think that's going to happen. Well, I'm going to keep my eye on it. Did you see the breakdown in the numbers? So whatever it is, half of Americans are willing to get it, but that's all. Um, you break it down by race, you get it into blacks and Hispanics, it's way low. It's in the teens. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, Only NPR has been whining that uh, people of color are disproportionately affected. That's why it's so interesting. You've got people at the highest levels of government saying we have to make it a priority. There's a Harvard professor that's uh, that's getting a lot of attention. He said black and Hispanic people should get it first. And, uh, you know, that's an an interesting argument. You start giving it out by race. But it turns out that the crowd he's saying should get it first doesn't want it. Uh, Much greater numbers than anybody else. How interesting. Yeah, so I'll have to dive into that and try to figure out what it means. I'm not exactly sure what it means. But uh, lots of news to get to today. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Yeah, somebody pointed out the moon should be America. We were there first by a long time. Why isn't that just, why didn't we just quickly make that a state? We're and the our, native moonians. And exactly. And our 51st state is the moon. Right. Right. I think it's the 60s a summer of love crap about sharing it equally with mankind. Forget that. Stars. Mailbag. Should have gotten there first if you wanted the moon. Right. Our freedom-loving quote of the day, of course, from the great Chuck Yeager today. So many great quotes. Here go with this one. You don't concentrate on risks. You concentrate on results. No risk is too great to prevent the necessary job from getting done. My favorite is probably this, though. Every pilot knows this saying. If you can walk away from a landing, it's a good landing. There you go. If you use the airplane the next day, it's an outstanding landing. <laughs> the first half of that I learned from Launchpad McQuack from the cartoon uh, DuckTales. Any, any landing you can walk away from, that's a good landing. Yeah, here, here. Great he thing. was not a good pilot in the show. More about Chuck Yeager to come. Really uh, an amazing human being. Uh, guys, writes Jeff, wanted to show you how we do it here in Blank City. Uh, there he is. There are his kids playing on the playground inside of the uh, caution tape saying you can't play on the playground. So him taking our uh, our suggestion or just doing it himself. Fantastic. Ignore that idiocy. M- and more on that to come as well. The idea that children shouldn't be allowed to play outside on a playground. Just idiotic. Uh, here's the only playground in my town today, guys. Chip sends a picture of the chained and padlocked playground closed off from the little kids nice i heard a doctor we're gonna follow the science i feel like we're making headway the 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 rational people in that i heard a doctor interviewed on npr today who actually said there's a lot of stuff being uh put into effect and proposed that uh runs up against either science or there's no data to back it up and it's making people cynical I thought, yeah. Yes, it is. is very true. Good call, sir. Thank you for listening to the show. It was a woman. They let women be doctors now. For what? Yeah. Whew. I know. Let's see. Moving along. Ah, Rob. What's uh, next? China on the moon? Uh, talking about uh, Eric Garcetti, the half-wit mayor of uh, Los Angeles, 
The L.A. mayor's now banned walking. People are outraged, but think about it. He has not banned shambling, nor has he banned sauntering. Stand up for your rights or shamble for them. I am a big dumb idiot. Rob in Idaho. That's, uh, well, at least you're self-aware, Rob. <clears throat> Rob in high-demand Idaho, he signs off. Uh, speaking of the vid and outdoor recreation. I think, depending on where you are, I know Los Angeles, maybe all of California or various counties that are various colors on the imaginary chart. You're not allowed to ride bikes together. Right. Which is just so dumb. <laughs> <clears throat> and and Sean has taken me up on my offer. He says, I just got my positive COVID test result. And I agree 100%. We could be outdoors on a bike, riding, wearing face masks, masks, and I couldn't possibly give it to you. I feel like I have a bad cold, so I'll be lazy and ride my e-bike. Um, so he has proposed to take me up on my uh, bet that I'll bet you a million dollars you couldn't infect me if you wanted to if we're outside riding bikes together. And not even with masks. I mean, if you're like spitting on me constantly or intentionally blowing spray in my face, it's different. But just riding bikes, there is no way I would catch it from from us on here. Uh, I've been listening since uh, back before Jack stopped drinking. Well. Remember those days when he came in late, hungover, or even a little drunk from the night before? No, I don't. I don't remember drunk from the night before. No. no. <laughs> hungover goes without saying. Yeah. Are you kidding? Please. Only days that end. Why? <laughs> I thought that's how you work. That's, that's how, how people work, hungover. Yeah, yeah. But as we've said many times, the great disappointment in, in not drinking is you still feel like crap in the morning. Just slightly different. Yeah. Yeah, you realize, oh, it isn't just drinking that makes you feel this way. Right. It's eating, it's sleeping, it's just being this, just being human. Yeah, not getting enough sleep, mostly. Uh, this is a brilliant idea from Shelly. Guys, I propose a new place of worship. The, I'm going to change this a little bit, the Church of Small Business. I truly believe followers would support this new church. Services would include food, haircuts, and any other services that local worshipers would request. Sure. Outdoor dining, perhaps, at church. Psychologically, it's impossible to measure, but there was a big chunk, big chunk of credibility for this stuff that got blown by the French laundry dinner, the the the, the mayors, the governors or whatever, fly, you know, getting caught flying around or doing videos from <laughs> vacation spots or whatever. Right, right. All this stuff, psychologically, even if you didn't consciously say, well, if he's doing that, then screw it. Of course, psychologically, it has had an effect on how seriously you take these rules when you realize, well, they're not taking it seriously. So they're not obviously not worried. He's obviously not worried he's going to get sick going to the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. I think for a lot of people, you're absolutely right. Uh, just speaking for myself, uh, the, the first round of shutdowns and, the, the, you know, the, the rules and regulations struck me as stupid and arbitrary in a lot of cases, as we've been discussing. Your friend with the bookstore closed. The ice cream shop open. There's never two people in the bookstore, right? But the government forces them close. So I didn't need Gavin Newsom to be dining at the French Laundry or or uh, Mr. Whitmer in Michigan to want to launch his boat. Um, I didn't need that stuff. But, yeah, that's added another layer of cynicism and, and mistrust. These people don't know what they're doing. They're guessing. They're going on gut feelings. No outdoor dining. There is zero data. Guy from the CDC yesterday. What's his, I think we oh, actually yeah, have the right. clip. That's right. Uh, generals, Admiral Brett, uh, play 33 for us, Sean, would you? 
the evidence uh, clearly uh, t does not support limitations on things like outdoor dining, particularly that are spaced outdoor uh, bars. Um, it, you know, the evidence just isn't there. That's a guy with the federal government. Well, that came out in the, the meeting in L.A. County, you know, a week ago or, or so when the woman when the woman then left and went straight to the restaurant. When uh, it was reported that when 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 asked, um, no, we don't have any we don't have any data to back that up. But well, the the crowd of reporters should all just what just start, just start screaming if you don't have anything to back this up. You you have to err to the side of keeping it open. Yeah, err to the side of liberty and. Obviously, there are a lot of good reasons for liberty. It's a God-given right. We could start there. But secondly, you have to let people feed themselves. All these government bozos haven't lost a dime. They're getting their full pay. Their, their quote-unquote revenue, your tax dollars, it's completely unrelated to what kind of living they make. Bozos, Joe called them. Hey, I, I, I'm so sorry for Do the strong language. you stand by those words? I stand by them. <laughs> right next to them. Look at them. <laughs> Oh, we have a, a fair amount of email on why I am or am not afraid of the vaccine. Uh, also, our discussion yesterday about the student loan bailout idea. have some contributions on that topic. Mark Zuckerberg spotted surfing with less sunscreen than last time. I'd forgotten. Remember the story last time when he was in Hawaii and he was surfing and his face was just, his body was just covered in sunscreen? He had spackle on <laughs> Well, he's uh, he's practically yeah. an albino. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, yeah it's probably a, a good idea, but it's kind of a funny ginger. picture. Yeah. He's got a full body suit this time when he's out there surfing, he realized yeah. that. Sensible precaution there, Mark. <laughs> if, I has, if I had his wealth, I would exist in a cryo-freeze chamber. I'm trying to ex extend my life as much as possible. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but anyway, we got lots of stuff to catch you up on, including a breaking down who's willing to get the vaccine by race, which is an interesting story. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Finally, the good part of the world, the non-evil part of the world, is starting to get the vaccine. So that's exciting. It's going to be slow rollout. Yeah, I was just looking at So this is the latest information out of the White House, which is worth knowing. Everybody in the United States who wants the coronavirus vaccine will be able to get it by June at the latest. So everybody who wants it will be able to get it by June. Now, awesome. That's, seven That's what months. the White House is saying. Okay. That's seven months away. Dose number one, if all goes well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Health and Human Services Chief Alex Azar, who was making the rounds over the weekend, predicted total availability by the second quarter of 2021, along with the return to normalcy in our lives. So it would seem that at the latest by late summer or fall of next year, which is a long way away. Yeah. But at least there is there is light there. Hopefully the, the the light at the end of the tunnel gets here sooner. But at least there is light. Latest poll: sixty percent of people. Pew said sixty percent of people will take it. Um, that's not enough. I think those opinions will change uh, toward the positive. I could be wrong. Got a couple of emails on why or why not to take the vaccine. Uh, Kate says. The reason I'm going to take the vaccine as soon as it's offered without fear is because all the healthcare workers, former presidents, and the smartest people in the world will have taken it prior to it being offered to me. If there is some kind of adverse effect and everyone keels over from it, I don't want to be left with all the anti-vax prepper types who remain. Talk about idiocracy. 
Give me sweet, sweet mortality. <laughs> Never retire. That's Fagafy Kate. So what was the latest number you were given of overall Americans that say they're willing to get it? 60%? 60. Yeah, that's what Pew says. But why was it 72% in May and then it has gone down to 60%? Well, you had a number of Democrat politicians saying, I wouldn't trust anything from Trump. They're rushing it. Proving that absolutely nothing is uh, out of bounds in politics anymore. Less than half of black people are willing to get it. Um, You start breaking it down by race. But 82% of, uh, 83% of Asian Americans say they would definitely get it. Man, so, cultural differences it, are so interesting. You're not allowed to talk about it. We do anyway, because well, I don't care. But. Well, the reason I brought it up, so you have 83% of Asians say they're going to get it. You have significantly less than half of black Americans who say they're willing to get it. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is for white people, but overall it's around 60%. But so when you look at overall uh, cases and deaths and see that there is disproportionately more covid uh, deaths among black people than the 13% represented in the population, the immediate jump is by all of the media and all academia and most politicians is that there's some sort of racism involved. Of course. And you look at that, there's a 20 to 30% gap in the willingness to get the vaccine between Asians and black people. Mm-hmm. Well, that that's, I don't know why that is, but there's something going on there culturally. Yeah, how, how how can you automatically assume there's not something culturally going on with getting it, uh, right? Catching the disease. Yeah, I think it's probably pretty complicated with I'm black sure folks from what I've read. But I'm sure it is. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's the whole. It's the color of your skin that did it, or racism that did it. It's so ridiculous. Jewish people have a different view of learning than Mexican people. Asian people have a different view of medicine than. Black people, native-born black people in America, who have a different view than black immigrants to America. It's just it's cultural differences. Now, Tucker Carlson quoted a survey last night that had uh, African-American willingness to get the vaccine way, 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 way low. Everything else I'm seeing is higher than that, but it's still just 42%, according to this poll. And in NPR's website, they still use the term Latinx, white and Latinx, even though nobody who's Hispanic is either heard that term or likes it. Nope. New York Times, Washington Post, and NPR use Latinx. NPR, with their cultural belligerence, is trying to force a term on on an ethnic group. Brown people, we'll tell you what to call yourselves. This is it. We'll tell you, us smart white people, we'll tell you what you should be called. You see, I went to Brown, (laughs) and I studied anti-racism, and I've read Ibram X. Kendi, and and Robin Watson-Dass, the idiot, (laughs) with the white fragility, so we'll tell you what to call yourselves. How hilarious, though, is that the idea of of telling a race what they should be called? Anyway, white and Latinx respondents... Uh, answer about the same at 63 and 61% willingness to get the vaccine. High five, my brown brothers. I would take it right now. If there's somebody right here with it, then jab me in the arm. Go ahead. Frequent correspondent Dean writes, I think your question today was specifically for firefighters. Why uh, a majority of firefighters in New York said they won't, wouldn't take yeah, the thing. 55% yeah. of FDNY said they won't. And we got a uh, text from somebody who is a firefighter uh, locally and said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd be surprised if that's hot. it's that high around here. Mm. I can't speak for them, but for me personally, writes Dean, my reluctance to get the vaccine is due to a number of things. These drug companies once told us that OxyContin is not addictive, and the FDA approved that labeling with that message and advertisements. I'm sure that's not uh, the only case of negligence or outright deception. Being that the FDA is a government agency, I trust them even less than the drug companies. 
Also, I see no reason to rush for a vaccine for something with a greater than 99% survival rate. Mm, that, that's a decent argument. I will not be cowed by society's overreaction to this. I'll let those who want it be the guinea pigs. Lastly, there's something very insidious about this whole thing. Um, from the authoritarian response with lockdown to the vaccine and everything. I don't think they're trying to implant microchips in us or anything crazy like that. But the insidious nature of this whole thing sets off warning sirens in my head. Calling a uh, a virus traveling around the world, infecting people and killing them insidious is kind of funny. Uh, in a weird sort of way. Yeah. Because uh, it absolutely is. There's no doubt about that. If you all want to be the guinea pigs, go right ahead. You're free to do so. And I'm free to sit back and wait to see how it turns out. If I uh, Absolutely, Dean. Thanks for the note. If I didn't have kids, and one in particular that has a bad immune system, I might, I might not get out just out of. I don't want to take the time to drive over there and stand in line. Get mm. with a ninety-nine and a half percent survival rate. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's. Because it I don't get the flu shot. On you, your age, your health. I don't get the flu shot, not for any strong taking a stand on anything or or any health reason. I just don't Laziness. get around. I just don't get around. I to have it. to go somewhere. That's what. That's why I still squint when I drive at night. I don't want to go through the eye test. I would have to figure out where they're giving them when and right. And then you make an appointment. No, no. <laughs> Sounds like a lot. <laughs> How about I just try not to get the flu? And that's why I've been doing every year of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess we'll all find out together at some point uh, in the spring to fall to whatever. I keep hearing about uh, advisors as they'll come out with 80 million doses. But, uh, and then I'm reminded, oh, that's worldwide. And they're going on 8 billion people on Earth. Yeah. So get in line so if I, you want it. I didn't realize until yesterday that kids, they're not going to be giving it to kids for a long time. Right. So, because uh, my kids keep hearing it when, when my, my one son's willing to get it, the other son is horrified. He like went and hid in his room when he heard uh, that there was a chance of anybody getting inoculated. Oh, um, my God. But children aren't going to get it anytime soon because there just hasn't been enough testing on kids. They, they, they don't have any idea. And they require so months, a, months away from that. A longer tail end on testing for kids to, because yeah. if they're still developing, they take longer to see if there's any effects. But it's going to be late spring before uh, kids start getting a shot, it would seem. Mm, yeah, I'd say at the very, very earliest. Mm -hmm. But who knows? Part of the reason why I think teachers are among the first that should be getting it. Remember, yeah. children are here to replace us. <laughs> now, if you it's their uh, goal, they're like China. If you did not uh, tune in for our full hearing the other day about whether teachers should get it um, when they're really at very little risk, uh, just don't bother writing your angry emails. Yes, we know uh, the, the kids aren't vectors. Schools are safe. There are private schools open all over the country. It's just an excuse. The teachers unions are evil. They don't care about kids. In fact, they hurt kids badly all the time. There you go. Saved you right in the email, because we know. We're with you. Sean is wrong, as all usual. No, I'm right in that it takes away the, the argument point of the... It, it's, yeah. it's, it's, his spirit is corrupt. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I know. Just open the damn schools. Whatever. A 90-year-old grandmother got the first UK vaccine, the first free world vaccine, I would call it, since uh, the commies are giving it out. Who knows what they're jabbing into people? Oh, sure. Motor oil. I don't care. Windex. Why would they do that? Hmm? Why would they do that? Well, the maliciousness. Um, but yeah, so this 90-year-old grandmother got the first UK vaccine. So are they have they decided that the oldsters deserve to get it first? Is that what they've decided? Yeah, the, it's probably much like the U.S. policy. I haven't read about it, but uh, the most vulnerable and healthcare workers. 
mm. is who's going to get a first round here in the land of the formerly free. Unless your governor or mayor or county health jackass has a whim that, I don't know, maybe uh, surfing. You can get it surfing. Yeah, well, let's ban surfing based on nothing but a guess. Please, land of the free. Fight, a- fight for your right to be free. Um, I know somebody who has a weasel problem. <laughs> Is that a euphemism? Someone who lives on a farm that looks a lot like mine near my area, but I'm not going to say it's me because I don't know what the laws are. Well, it's, it's, it's well, entirely many, many fictional like are, all the stories yeah, exactly. we tell. Yeah, This is a, it's an entertainment program. We're master storytellers around here. A work of fiction. Exactly. exactly. But, exactly. Uh, apparently, if you have a weasel, you can say goodbye to your chickens. Someone who looks like my wife saw a weasel, didn't know, had never seen a weasel before, neither have I. Um, uh, beast came out of the dark and just started running toward the house. Well. Like, what the hell is that? Now a, I have to change my pants. It's not a cat. It's not a dog. Is that an otter? Thought it was an otter. Yeah. They look kind of like an otter. Yeah. Why isn't an otter running across our yard? <sighs> Apparently, we looked it up and it was a weasel. A weasel? Yeah. Uh, is a weasel a problem? I, I don't if know. If you have chickens, it's a problem. Oh, of course. I've seen the cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. You can you can uh, end up with zero chickens very quickly if you have a weasel. And and possibly uh, like cats and uh, and other small pets. I'll bet they're nimble mm. as heck. Go right over a fence, etc. Uh-huh. Wow. Weasel problem. I chased it around the mulberry bush. Yeah. Round and round. How'd it go? <laughs> um. <laughs> Pop goes your shotgun <laughs> in this fictional tale. No, that's against the law. You have to trap them and relocate them. Oh, yes. The killing of a migratory and, weasel and is on, a $50,000 fine. And only during a certain time of the year. So that's it's not something to joke about. Um, <laughs> wow, that's wild. Isn't it? Did I? I know people living in other parts of the country. What? You can't. You can't get rid of a pest that's killing your animals? On your land? On your property? No. No. No, you can't. Nope. Did it. I tell you I successfully trapped the mole that was destroying my lawn? Took me three or four tries, but under the tutelage of Matt, the animal trapper, faithful Armstrong and Getty fan. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need to enlist his help, I think. Killed the hell out of it. I got a tough one. Yes, um, I win. Break dancing is now an Olympic sport. Um, least sinful and most sinful cities in America. Oh, also the compulsion. Well, it's semi-compulsory training of teachers oh. to train them that you are a racist. Yeah, we got to get to that story. You must admit you're a racist. Also, no surprise, more studies showing grades are just coming off the rails this year. Grades for kids in school. Oh, yeah. yeah. No surprise whatsoever. Miserable failure. No question. All that on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We have some serious and important stuff for you. Um, next hour, we'll get into how in, in U.S. schools, they're actually going to be treating this anti-racism BS. And it, it is complete crap. And they're going to make teachers do it. It's just, I can't believe it's happening. And it is going to happen a lot in a Biden administration. It's insidious. You really have to join the fight against this garbage. But more on that to come. But we brought this uh, to uh, listeners late in the program yesterday. I want to make sure everyone knows, if you like watching TV movies and that sort of thing, Lifetime has teamed up with KFC. That's right, (laughs) Kentucky Fried Mm. Chicken. Mm. Lifetime has teamed up with Kentucky Fried Chicken. 
for a movie called A Recipe for Seduction. <laughs> That's actually about a young Colonel Sanders betting some woman, and and uh, and it stars Mario Lopez as the young Colonel Sanders. I mean, this this sounds like it's from The Onion, but it appears to be real. Wow! Have you gotten any indication this is fake at this point? No, this Sean? is this is happening. This is a real thing. Okay, so I was entertained by that. Just but he's he's literally portraying the Colonel. Wait, he's got the little goatee. Yeah, he's okay. he's like he's young, so his hair's still. A little bit dark. It's like salt and pepper. It's not all go white. But Which it's are probably with... two of the ingredients in the seven secret spices. Well, that comes up in this trailer. Oh, so we've it? got the trailer <laughs> for the uh, <laughs> or the TV miniseries. And the Lifetime, if you haven't watched Lifetime movies, they got a certain thing going on anyway. I mean, there's always women in peril. and Right. Well, I, I guess it's the Hallmark Channel Judy watches where, you know. Same, uh, same thing. Gal's divorced. Goes back to her hometown, which she's never really liked. But meets the plucky young bookstore owner who blah, 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 blah. <laughs> anyway, so let's let's listen to the trailer to uh, Recipe for Love. Is that what Seduction. It is? Seduc- Recipe for Seduction. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? A Lifetime original mini movie. You don't answer my proposal. And now you're not answering my call. I think I'm falling for the new chef. <laughs> Jessica is falling for Harlan. The cook? Leave Jessica alone and skip town. He has a secret recipe that's going to change the world. Harlan claims to have some secret recipe. A secret recipe? <laughs> Spare me. We all have our secrets. If you marry my daughter, I promise there'll be more long weekends in your future. Mom, I have to tell you something. We have a problem. Secrets out, chicken man. I'll take care of this. Ruining everything! Just kill him already! Who the hell are you? Harlan Sanders, the new chef. Mario Lopez is Colonel Sanders <laughs> in a recipe for seduction. Premieres December 13th at noon. Only on now, I'm my skin now. is crawling. I'm convinced now it's a joke. They're gonna at some time, at some point, what do you like? They're, it's they're unrolling a new chicken or it, something. It's absolutely a joke. It's a promotional thing. But this is a movie that they made, and it will air. So, like, but it's so it's like Sharknado though. I don't know what you like. I that Sharknado wasn't a commercial. Like they didn't partner with you know some cruise line or something like that. But they it, they took it. They acted like it was serious. They they never they never like uh, dropped their cover that they acted like it was a serious movie. As far so as you're saying it's it's a parody? I think it sounds exactly like those movies sound. Who's the new chef? I, I'm Harlan. I, Sanders. I think you haven't understood like. Do you think the people who make the normal movies take it seriously? Because I don't. I don't. They know it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah, and, and making, cookie cutter. But if they make a comedy, they 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 tell you it's a comedy. They don't try to tell you it's a serious romance. I don't think this is a <laughs> comedy. Mario Lopez is a young Kentucky Fried Chicken entrepreneur. Well, why not? He's got a secret recipe. It's going to change the world. We all it's, have secrets. We all have secrets. But well, what's it's the like best? Ford versus Ferrari with chicken. <laughs> but what's the best line? Just like that. There's a line there in the middle I thought I, I want to remember, but I, time is up, chicken man. Or, yeah. Secrets, <laughs> Secrets out. out. Secrets out, chicken man. Yeah. Yeah. That would be his love rival. Because so, you got to have an evil love rival. I think that was a different trailer than the one I watched yesterday. So there's probably multiple. First of all, somebody said the fact that it debuts at noon is the funniest part of the whole thing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, who's it for? House Frows. 
But the the trailer I saw, there's a murder aspect. Somebody's going to kill somebody. Oh no the uh, the the husband or the uh, I guess not the husband because he didn't answer. She did not respond to his proposal. The, probably the rich yes. guy in town, ex Bo. Yeah, yes. he he seems to be not taken too kindly to losing his uh, his paramour to to young Harlan Sanders. Right. And uh, there's even a scene in that trailer where he's got him uh, he's got him tied to a chair with the single piece of duct tape. Over oh, his mouth what to stop him from. Talking. Oh my God! It's an action and adventure, and you know the suspense. The, the Colonel's facial hair—that's going to hurt when it comes off. Oh my! Secrets that's out, out of bounds. Chicken Man that we, is out of bounds. We need that drop because we're going to use that. <laughs> Secrets out, Chicken Man. Wow. So, uh, also the so he the, the the young woman falls for him, or a woman roughly his age falls for him. Right. Have you seen the new chef? But then her mom says. So it seems that going to be plenty of long weekends. So her oh, mom, your mom's coming on to me. That's weird. Seems to be I got to get out of town in cahoots with the guy as an attempt to merge the families right. to get access to the money. Yeah. I think she was trying to marry up gotcha. via her daughter. Her daughter follows her heart, which is also in her stomach because <laughs> the, the chicken man and his secret recipe going to uh, change the world has unlocked everything there you go well he loves her starring mario lopez debuting at noon on friday yes that if is freaking hilarious if your wife hires a chef and he looks like mario lopez oh forget it tell her to hire a new chef yeah exactly yeah, yeah it. it's, it's like the tennis coach thing please <laughs> don't be so obvious <laughs> Oh, that's great. That is great. I can't believe there's like an abduction and death threat element to it. I just assumed that, you know, they would join together to save the town festival to raise money for the little kid with cancer or yeah. something like that. When yeah. you but have no. a chicken recipe that's going to change the world, people don't want the world to be changed, Joe. <laughs> I guess not. Secrets out, chicken man. Secrets <laughs> out, chicken man. People oh, will always fight to maintain the status quo. <laughs> oh, boy. I'd have called it Greasy Love. That'd be a good, good name. Armstrong and Getty.